Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Okay, picture yourself in this scenario. You go out to a restaurant to eat with a couple of your friends. A cute waitress comes up and she smiles at you and she asks you what you like. You say the food and drinks that you want with polite manners. And then it's your friend's turn to order. What do you think your friend's name would be in this scenario? Jeffrey. Jeffrey doesn't even look at the waitress and he seems to order in somewhat of a rude, negative manner. When your waitress is taking your orders and she's walking back, Jeffrey calls her ugly and she hears it and her day is just ruined. What would you do in this scenario? What would Adonis do? Adonis would apologize on his friend's behalf and then he would have a serious conversation with Jeffrey and tell him that that is unacceptable. If you really want to know what someone's like, see how they interact with service staff like waitresses, waiters, receptionists, taxi drivers. And I've got a story to tell. This story of what happened popped into my mind just a few days ago and I literally like stopped and I was like, why the fuck did I continue being friends with this guy? So in my first year of university, I lived with a guy who I'm still somewhat in touch with to this day. I lived with him. And then in our second year of university, we're still like really, really close friends. We're partying together. And we had like this group of friends that we would go out with. So I was living in like student accommodation in university. And we'd always go out to like clubs and parties together. And of course you'd call an Uber if you were going anywhere like a little bit far. And you can probably see where this is going. What do you think my friend, we'll call him Jeffrey. What do you think my friend Jeffrey did to this Uber driver who, th there was a weird situation. So I wasn't out this night, but like the girl that I was with told me what happened. That they called an Uber and they see it like, you know, way up there on the street. So they're walking towards it, but then a different group of people get in. And so the Uber driver thought, okay, the different group of people are the ones who have called the car. So the other group of randomers get into my friend's Uber that they've called and the Uber takes off. And so of course, like, you know, they're, they're calling the guy and saying, wait, well, you've picked up the wrong people and everything. And then the driver realizes. So then he kind of like, you know, drops off the random group because their Uber must be nearby. And then he comes back to my group of friends. And so it wasn't a big deal. If anything, it would have been like a hindrance of a couple of minutes. And what then happened, because this girl told me, I think it's very important for you to know my father is a taxi driver. 
So of course I'm gonna have like extra sort of emotional attachment to this. This friend that I had, Jeffrey, who was one of my best friends. He was right, really pissed off, like really, really pissed off about the situation. He was somewhat of like an emotionally sort of angry guy. And he, when they got into the car, he almost like subtly was like swearing at the taxi driver and you know being rude towards him. And he swore at him like one too many times till eventually the Uber driver pulls over and says like he doesn't want to do the ride anymore. You guys get out and you can call another guy. And that pisses off my Jeffrey friend even more that when he gets out of the car, he leaves back in and spits on the uber driver's face i remember that girl telling me that this is what happened and i literally felt like almost like a gut punch inside of me because i'm straight away i'm just visualizing like that happening to my dad and i feel ashamed when i look back at this now to think that you know what like bro i stayed friends with him for a long time and in fact, you know what, like I didn't really because this was already in my second year of university and I had already known that he, it's kind of awkward because he watches some of my videos and we're still somewhat in touch, but I knew that that Jeffrey friend and also the entire group that I was in were low quality people. There was a lot, a lot of drama. There was a lot of like, you know, like that bitchiness that happens on a night out when everyone's been drinking. And it's like the girls crying and the guys, you know, all that shit that broke. That was happening two, three times a week. And it was just so utterly annoying and annoying and annoying. So I remember actually that I didn't actually stay friends with big ass fly on my fucking, oh, bitch. I flicked it. Fucking hell. I felt its mass in my finger, bro. <laughs> And so I didn't actually stay friends with these people for that long. Literally within a month or two, I remember cutting off literally everyone and starting like fresh. I had like one friend from this previous group who was like my very, very close friend named Levi. And I've mentioned him a bunch on my channel. And so me and him kind of like started fresh and then we started making friends with new people who went to my boxing club. And so that was like a really nice, like new beginning, new chapter because I was taking a step back from these guys. But then there was still a lot of drama because you can see like bro, low quality people attract drama. So after I cut, that friend off and also the group that I was in with him. I cut them all off, I stopped talking to them, I stopped like going out with them and taking drugs with them and everything. Then eventually the issue was I was still going out to the same places but just with new people. So imagine what's gonna happen, bro. You've just cut off this group of friends who, who you know, you were really close to, that they're messaging you like, what, you know, why are you not messaging us back and everything. I go out on a night out to the same club, to the same kind of parties and they're there. And this is when like beef was starting and I, oh, fuck's sake, man. And it was, <sighs> Don't date, you know, like you've heard this advice. I'm like, oh, date into your soul, bro. Don't do that shit, bro. Because I was dating, like sleeping with one of the girls, so the girl who told me this, right? And it was just like awkward because she's still in that old group of people that I don't like anymore. And then she's still there, but then she's coming to me and then it's awkward as fuck. We're on the night out. And then like, there was times when it was like literally kicking off onto like almost violence levels when that Jeffrey friend and one of his friends just, they were just giving me like this fucking like bad vibe. And then they were like treating that girl like shit as well because she was, you know, like closer to me. And I remember there was one time in this club when I literally just noticed the Jeffrey's friend, taller friend, just fucking stare at me and it pissed me off. You know, you're supposed to like, I should have been emotionally resilient. I should have just seen him like stare at me and you know, not done anything, but I was way, way, way sort of like lesser of a man back then. So I can totally say this with humility. It pissed me off. I wish I was more stoic, bro. It pissed me off. He's staring at me from the other side of the club, bro. I walk straight up, like, get, like, a little bit aggressive, push him a little bit. He pushes me, and it's, like, it's literally getting, like, violent and shit. And then we get broken up. You know, all the girls, like, get in the middle. Oh, my God, get out, get out. All this shit, right? So I go to the toilet with a couple of my friends, and then that same fucking guy walks into the toilet. So he's followed me in, but he didn't realize that I'm, like, cool with so many guys in this club. It's the same club I've been going to every week for, like, a year by now. He walks in. 
and I literally just say to him, like, what the fuck are you doing? You know, he's still looking at me and stuff. And like, you know, he, st he starts getting a little bit loud. And this is when it was, I feel quite proud of this because I had connected at least somewhat with like a bunch of people. One by one, everyone who walked into the toilet after that, like it started getting crowded, was like on my side straight away. They were like, wait, wait what's, what's going on? What's going on? I, there's a thing I haven't even told you that this taller guy, I had heard that he was racist as well. So th these people were so fucking low quality. I remember literally just a few weeks before this, when I was like friends with them all, they messaged me one time at like 3 a.m. saying like, oh shit, like we've just all had a fight with the bouncers of this other club. And I'm asking, you know, why, what's happened? And they were like, oh, you know, like they, they, they just attacked that tall fucking guy who was staring at me. They, this is before he stared at me. Like they just attacked him and everything and whatever. And then I hear like a while later that the tall guy who was staring at me, so not the tall Jeffrey friend who spat on the taxi driver, but there's his tall friend who like, I didn't really like, like vibe with that much that he was racist towards one of the bouncers and called him a packy. And so that, bro, that fucking pissed me off just hearing that. And then also the fact that like these people who were originally my friends, so close, you know, I lived with them and the girl that I was with and everything, they were still friends with someone who had said something like that. So that pissed me off more. And you know, there's so much fucking beef. You can see my mind is still like in this chaotic mode when I think about that period of my life, because with the rude people, with low quality people, there's always going to be so much fucking drama. And so that pissed me off that that, uh, that night, that tall motherfucker was like staring at me because it, my perception was already, okay, he's racist. I fucking hate racists. I, I had so much like PTSD and anxiety from like the racist attack that I had just experienced like one year before. So I was like full, I was full of like aggression and anger and violence. I, I was literally like a violent guy back then. And of course, like, I have to keep saying it to you. Like I, that, I was a lesser person, you know, I'm insulting these people saying that they're low quality people, but I was low quality as well. I must've been if I was sort of identifying with them, but I was on like somewhat of an upward path at this point. And so we're all in the toilet, you know, he's saying shit, I'm saying shit, and then it pissed me off that he would, he was racist previously and that he was just staring at me tonight and everything. And there was a bit of like weirdness between him and the girl that I like, you know, all this shit, bro. And so one by one, all these people come in and that this is like one of those kind of mixed slash black clubs that I would go to. And so all of my friends are coming in, they're all black or they're all brown. And they're like, wait, wait what's going on? What's going on? What's, what's he saying? I'm like, oh yeah, he's, he's racist. So one by one, that the tall white boy is getting like cornered in, in like literally like he's like, um, you know, like next to those like long metal urinals. He's literally like side by it because there's so many people like squaring up to him and everything. And this is when I see him literally start to like fucking shiver and like he's panicking. He, later on, he said that he thought he was going to get stabbed here because there was so many guys like fucking getting close. I'm like, you're being racist and all this shit, man. And then the, the Jeffrey friend was there next to him as well. Like, you know, fucking all, all this shit, bro. When that happened, it made me feel so fucking good. You know, we scared them. Yeah, yeah. I look back and I'm like, what the fuck was going going on it was like exam season bro we had a, we had assignments within like two weeks of a deadline from this and this is the shit that we're thinking about when you spend time with low quality people full of drama this is like this is what takes up your brain power instead of thinking oh yeah let me study let me do something good with my life it's 2 a.m and this guy's got pissed down the side of his pants and that's like the highlight of my fucking week because yeah i've got revenge on this guy like what the fuck is wrong with younger me with this guy with, with the entire group it was around this time that I took a big step back and you know, I wasn't perfect after that. I didn't make like that much progress, but I did make some pro considerable progress after this. And I did get way lonelier because of this decision, but I took a step back and I really started to increase the standards of the people that I was around, which meant that I went through more of like a lonely sort of solo journey. And that's probably something that you're going to experience on your self-improvement journey, bro. Especially with things like related to like character, with people being just good or low quality, you know, bad, good or bad quality, low quality or high quality people. It's so easy for you to stay in the same friendship group and to stay around the same people. And you should 100% do that if they're good people, if they're good for you, if they're quality people. But if they're not, 
this is where it gets tricky because they could not be, you know, quality people in the sake. Oh, you, you know, they're not on self-improvement. And I've always said, bro, when you get onto self-improvement, you'll start to see a divide between yourself and the people that you were originally friends with. Try your absolute best. See, it's your responsibility to bring your friends up with you. This is like a beautiful movement, a beautiful like journey that we're all on here. And to get a friend who, you know, started off with like the video games and drugs and you know, all the shit that you used to do, to get them to join you on this journey is so amazing. I highly recommend doing that. Try your best. That's if they've got somewhat of like a positive mindset. That's if, you know, they're like, they're just like Jeffries and they're just kind of like um, doing the bad habits and, you know, they're not so interested in like joining self-improvement, but maybe slowly with like love and support, you could get them to like come to the gym with you. You could get them to try meditating. You could gift them a book. That's beautiful. But there are some people that you probably have in your life today that right now you're thinking of them. They're simply just not good people. That person is just simply not a good person. It's a disrespect to yourself to stay around someone like that. And I hope that like this could not like, you know, some people could say, oh, well, Hamza's being, being toxic and he's saying to like not be friends with people and stuff. But it's like, no, 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 bro. Social experiences, relationships, I've always said they're the most important parts of life, but you've got to make sure that you're not around someone who's so low quality that they are like insulting, rude, that they're like way, way, way off the kind of like Jeffrey end with like they're taking drugs all day, every day. You know, the type of people like you're automatically a fucking low quality person if you're around them. Because when I think back to this time in my life, like what do you think the right step would have been of course you know i was already like so ingrained in this lifestyle i was so consumed by like this sort of social circle the best case scenario would have been not only that i stopped hanging around with these people but that I just realized that the environment I was in was low quality because, you know, I, I made a big step. I'm not friends with those guys anymore. Oh, nice. But then I'm going to the same clubs. I'm, I'm going to the same parties. I'm acting in the same way. I didn't improve myself. Real improvement back then, what would have changed my life so significantly was that I should have noticed, okay, they are low quality people. I'm a low quality person. Everyone else in this environment of like drinking and drugs and late nights and all this shit, bro, they're all low quality people. You're, you're only gonna find fucking degent in the degenerate environments. When I speak about previous experiences that I've had like this, and I tell you these stories from like my years when I was younger, it's always with that sort of underlying understanding of self-improvement and growth that, you know, like, oh, this is what life used to be like. It wasn't good. I should have done this. But of course, you know, I'm grateful for everything that's happened because I am the man I am today because of those experiences. But you've got to take the lessons that you hear, especially from other men who have like, you know, made mistakes themselves. And the mistake that I made in this situation was just not really understanding that I should have taken a big step back from the environment where I was meeting people like this. And someone can cope and say, well, you know, Hamza, not everyone in, in the party clubbing scene is like this, bro. A lot of them are. A lot of them are, if not like most of them. Of course, there's, there's people who go out and drink and stuff and they, they go out and party like every now and then and they're normal, healthy people. These are like usually the higher tier, higher quality people who maybe have a couple of drinks when they go out. They don't get like stupid drunk. They don't take drugs. They go out once every month or something and they literally stay out to like 12 o'clock or 1 a.m. or something. You've got to think like, I'm a bit of a dumbass for thinking that I was going to find good quality people in the type of environments I was going in because the type of clubs and parties I was going to were literally like the ones you may have never heard of with. They're literally like, they stay open till 5, 6 a.m. And then after that, you go to an after party to get more drugs. So you go to like someone's after, it's not even a fucking after party. It's literally like this sad, depressing house, which is like dirty. It's like some student or something. You all get there for like 5 a.m., 6 a.m. You're all just sat in this like, like fucking cold ass house with your like puffer jackets up. And oh, should we get more kek, guys? You're not going to meet good quality people in that environment. Now, some of those people might be like polite. Some of those people might have like nice manners, which is okay. That's the bare minimum. 
But this topic that I'm talking about today of not being friends with rude people, the underlying issue of this is that you might still be making friends or even let's say meeting girls in the original environments that you used to be in before you got onto self-improvements. So there's one message I just want to leave you with. And it's something that I've really been thinking to myself more lately, like just more and more in my mind. And it's something that I've been saying to my friends is like, okay, this is an objective truth. This is like 100% fact, 0% that this could be like the wrong mindset to have, right? Which is beautiful. Like that's, that should really excite you when you really think about it. Wait, hang on. There's something which Hamza is saying is a 100% fact, like 0% that this could be wrong. So this is something that we can all take as like an objective rule for life. And it's simply increase your standards. That's it. Increase your standards. Chances are, if you're on self-improvement, if you're watching these kinds of videos, you might have started quite like low down in just all areas. Let's say low down in kind of like the social hierarchy and like in terms of value and everything. So if you start down here, we do have this sort of automatic, how do, how do you explain it? But like, okay, you started down here, you weren't so popular in high school, you know, that popular, you weren't so popular, you weren't so attractive, you weren't so confident and everything. And so you started making progress, started attracting more people around you. And now you want to hold on to like as many people as possible because you weren't used to this. This is why like, you know, you want to go spend time with girls that like aren't that great, but they're, just, they're, they're girls and like, oh, I didn't get girls for most of my life. And like, oh my God, you know, these guys, these guys are so cool. Like, they're, they're, oh my God, they go to parties and they're inviting me. Oh my God, oh my God. It's so easy to make some progress, become more confident, become more attractive, become more social, all through self-improvement and then stop like here where you're now getting invited into like parties, where you're now getting invited into these like low quality places, which seem like the best thing that you've had because it probably is, it's probably like the best, but if you stay there, you stay there. <laughs> The beauty of self-improvement of this path of Adonis is that we continuously keep moving up so we get to experience like the full spectrum of life. And it, it's such a shame to spend so much time in like those low quality areas thinking, yep, yeah, yeah, this is, this is more than enough. This is the best that I've had so far. And, and so I'll stay here. No, what the fuck, bro? Don't make the same mistake that I did. I stayed in those low quality places for literally like two years straight. When I speak about like, oh, don't party as much, don't take drugs and stuff. What I'm not saying is like, oh, you know, never do anything. Don't never go to the party. You got invited to a party. Don't go otherwise. You... No, of course not, bro. If you get invited to a fucking party, go. And then send me the invite. I'll come as well. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's just don't make that your lifestyle. Does that make sense? Go to the club when it's like your friend's birthday and have a couple of drinks. Bro, if you're going to a club or a party, it's weird for me to say this, but it's like, that is actually the time where it's okay to experience the experiences of life, which is like, okay, get drunk. Like, you know, when you're seven, when not seven, when you're like 18, 19, okay, that's somewhat acceptable. It's, it is somewhat like of an experience of life, which is quite valuable. But the moment you've experienced it and then you're doing it every week, that's a fucking problem. That's a problem. Going out because it's your birthday or going out because you've just turned 18 or, so, or 21 or something and you're kind of like celebrating, but you're just, you know, you're going out to experience it. Maybe I'll, I'll hook up with someone today and I'll, I'll drink a lot. Okay, fair enough. But then drinking just by yourself, drinking a beer or something just when you're like watching Hamza video. Bro, that's fucking stupid. There's a, there's a right way to go out and enjoy like these degen places. And if you overdo it, it's one of the, literally one of the worst things that if you overdo this, and the issue is that you won't realize you're overdoing it up until it's too late. And by that point, it will literally become like, oh, this is the chapter of my life where I struggle with fucking drugs and alcohol. Like you don't want to experience that. You do not want to like get down that hole of like being too deep into this environment and around these people. You do not want that to be your problem that you have to solve.
because it's so incredibly addictive and like hardly anyone will tell you this. Why? Because the people who are in that environment don't even realize they're addicted to it because they don't see like, they don't have hope, they don't have faith, they don't see like optimism for a better life. So to them, it's like, yep, this is sick, huh? this is so good. Like, this is all that matters. Oh, are you going out tonight, bro? Like, that's all they care about. But you, on the other hand, have these thoughts of self-improvement. And I, I see a fair amount of guys who get onto self-improvement, make some progress, and they stay stuck in these degen, low quality environments. And they don't realize how detrimental it is before it's too late. I really don't want that to happen to you. And again, that being said, you can still go out and enjoy yourself. Just don't get stuck in these environments. And a random rule is, for example, if you went more than twice, if you've drank more than twice in the last month, if you've taken drugs more than once or twice in the last month, reconsider your actions. And of course your brain's gonna, oh, you know, yeah, it's been more than twice, but you know, that was uh, just the heavy month because I had that event and that, shut the fuck up, bro. I had that event and that event. So, you know, but I'll, I'll taper it down. Maybe, maybe I'll go out and I won't take, shut the fuck up. Oh, I'll go out from now on and I won't take, shut up. You're fucking coping. Don't cope with this. This is like, this is a full on life determining path that you're on right now. If you're like deep in these environments in terms of drugs and drinking and going out and partying and stuff, even in including weed as well, don't fucking cope. Bro, it's so incredibly easy to lose literally years of your life to this. And that's so, so sad. I hope that you can make faster progress than I did. And I hope that if you are in this group right now where you see like low quality people around you, you see people who are kind of like rude and insulting and stuff, then I hope you can take action to take a step back from that group, a bigger step back than I originally did. You can subscribe to our channel if you want to. Welcome to the cult. Do the hard work, especially when you don't feel like it. Mwah. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 